Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Have you been thinking lately, huh, I wonder if I have low progesterone levels? Or maybe you're concerned that your hormone symptoms could be related to low progesterone. Well, today is all about unpacking the importance of progesterone and what you can do to combat the progesterone crash, especially in perimenopause, when it inevitably happens. Although progesterone is a lesser known to her counterpart estrogen, she can sure create some serious chaos for women when operating suboptimally. In today's episode, I'm going to show you how to identify if you have low progesterone why it matters, and provide a roadmap for getting progesterone back to normal ranges. Now, hands down, progesterone is one of the most important hormones needed to sustain a healthy pregnancy. It says it in its name, progestation. Progesterone works to mature the uterine lining, readying the uterus for a potential pregnancy. Super critical here. And progesterone has many other side benefits outside of maintaining a healthy pregnancy. And by the way, I go deep into that in episode 479, back on Monday this week, where I talk about the eight plus superpowers of progesterone. But just because it's today, let me just share a couple with you. Progesterone lessens PMS symptoms and lessens periods. It reduces inflammation, supports happy neurotransmitters. It calms the brain. It regulates the immune system. It supports a healthy thyroid, bone, brain, breast, metabolism. And it helps to create joint stability to boot. It also keeps estrogen's drama in check. So now that you have some of the most important benefits of progesterone, here are some signs to look out for when progesterone is not running optimally, right? Where you do not have enough in that luteal part of that cycle. So if you're tracking your ovulatory cycle, which I highly recommend, there are many, many great, great apps to do so. Just make sure that you are also tracking your basal body temperature. Now, the two apps that I really love and use are Kendara and Flow, but honestly, work with whatever works for you. So here's some things to be looking out for when it comes to your actual ovulatory cycle that you may begin to notice if progesterone levels are dropping. One, low temperatures in the luteal phase. Now, because progesterone is designed to raise body temperature by 0.5 degrees, If you do not see that bump up of a temperature increase right after ovulation, that means you did not or are not making progesterone this month in that luteal phase. Next is a short luteal phase or no luteal phase. So a healthy luteal phase should be at least 11 days. And then thirdly, spotting during the luteal phase. Because progesterone helps to hold the uterine lining together in case of pregnancy, no spotting should occur. If you are seeing spotting, that means you probably have less than optimal progesterone levels in that luteal phase. Now, what's super important also is these are some of the key indicators to be looking out for when you're heading into perimenopause. So when women are saying, well, how do I even know if I'm in perimenopause or what are some signs to be looking out for? These are also three signs because one of the most important pieces or Kind of one of the pinnacles of perimenopause is the decline of progesterone. And so again, these are something to be looking out for there as well. Now, when it comes to symptoms, I want to just share kind of the biggest mamma jamma symptoms to be looking out for. 
outside of the three things, the three signs that I mentioned just a second ago. So in your regular menstrual cycle, long cycles, irregular cycles, short luteal phase cycles. So basically, if the time from ovulation to your period is less than 10 days, that is a short luteal phase. A diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome, menstrual cramping, spotting mid-cycle, or before your full period flow begins, these are all also symptoms to be looking out for. Next, depression, anxiety, and mood swings. Now, with age, many women attribute a shift in estrogen for mood symptoms, but actually, after the age of 30, most of us experience a drop in progesterone, and it's partly responsible for stabilizing mood, one of the first signs of this shift happening. So if you start to notice a lower mood, you start to notice irritability, less stress resilience, especially in that luteal phase of your cycle, this is also a good indicator that you need a little extra boost of progesterone. And then another sign to be looking out for, low libido, fatigue, and brain fog. Obviously, these three are critically important, all three, but we also notice that many women in their mid to late 30s and into their 40s begin to experience a decrease in energy, sex drive, and mental shift with a drop in progesterone. Remember, progesterone, when you go and check out episode 479, I talk about it helps to activate proteins in the brain that literally are fertilizer for our gray matter. So when we stop making this progesterone, it's not having that incredible impact on the brain as when we really have it. Next, a sluggish metabolism, unexplained weight gain, belly fat, and sugar cravings. With the rise of diabetes across North America, most people blame sugar and insulin resistance for a sluggish metabolism and belly fat. But as we head into perimenopause and progesterone drops, we also drop that basal body temperature. And that 0.5 degrees makes a massive difference, especially literally half of our cycle every single month, year after year after year. That extra half a degree literally boosts metabolic activity, it boosts energy and mitochondrial function, it boosts weight, it keeps us lean. That's the intention. And so when we start to lose it, newest research shows that it could be a contributing factor for midlife weight gain. Next, migraines, headaches, joint pain, and allergy symptoms. This is especially the case when you have estrogen unopposed right before your period. If you're experiencing migraines or headaches, like literally the day before or the day of your period, it's really time to look at progesterone levels and to also see what's going on with estrogen too. Acne, brittle nails, dry cracked skin. If you're suffering from adult onset acne, your nails are cracking, splitting, peeling, or the skin of your heels and hands are cracking, you might also be experiencing low progesterone or thyroid hormone. Number five, infertility. Probably the biggest one here. Again, as I mentioned earlier, progesterone is one of the primary hormones involved in achieving and maintaining a healthy pregnancy. If you are trying to get pregnant and having a difficult time conceiving, or if you suffered from miscarriages, it's worth having your progesterone levels checked as they may be lower than optimal. And I also share how to check progesterone levels in yesterday's episode, 480. I go into detail about how to accurately look at this so that you really get a good sense of what is going on. So now that I've listed the most common symptoms of low progesterone, I want to know, did any of them ring a bell for you or any of them feeling true for you right now? They did for me, right? I've experienced low progesterone more than once. (laughs) Honestly, I've had issues with low progesterone in my late 20s and beyond. And so it has been a consistent, I've just been very, very diligent 
on trying to maintain optimal progesterone levels. And it's one of those things like maintaining good energy and getting good sleep. You really got to kind of stay on it. And so right now I'm beginning to feel like I'm experiencing low progesterone again. I've been breastfeeding, as I've shared many times here on the show, over two years now. And I'm going to be 44 this year and I'm doing the math. And it's no surprise that I'm starting to see a couple of signs of low progesterone. I'm seeing it in my stress resilience closer to my period. I'm noticing that my luteal cycle is a couple days shorter than it used to be. And I even, I've noticed spotting on a couple of my periods. Again, very inconsistent. I know I'm going to be 44 this year. I can do the math. But here's the deal. This is what I really believe to be true. Yes, naturally, progesterone is meant to decline. But why can't we hold on to it for as long as freaking possible, especially if it has so many incredible benefits? And one of the things we've learned in the latest research is that you know, using a little bit of progesterone to ease some of these symptoms during perimenopause into menopause, there's really no negative side effect to it. There's nothing that's going to be cause for concern or worry. I feel very confident that I'm going to be using a lot of bioidentical progesterone leaning into menopause because I want as much of the brain fertilizer as I can get. I want as much of the metabolic rate that I can get. I want as much stress resilience and emotional resilience and mood support and sleep support. I've already had two years of sleepless nights. I don't need more of them, right? And so my recommendation is if you're feeling some of this going on, we can do things to boost it. Yes, it's naturally declining in perimenopause. That's a natural occurrence. And I'm a yes and kind of girl. And you can boost it so that you don't suffer the consequences of that natural occurrence. And I think for some of us, this is what I believe to be true, is that our hormones in our bodies, but most importantly, our hormones, they weren't meant to withstand the turbulent times of our modern day life. All the stresses that we're dealing with, we are doing, women in particular, moms out there, let's be honest, women, just taking care of community, taking care of people around you, holding the container for everybody, holding the mental space, the emotional space for everyone. It's exhausting. Let's just call it what it is. And it's more than ever, right? We've got more anxiety. We've got more edginess. We've got more trauma. We've just got more stuff and it is taking a toll on our hormones. And so you can imagine we're just losing more of our hormones quicker. And man, when they slide off the cliff, it just hits harder than it ever has before. And so I'm a big believer that it doesn't need to. It doesn't have to be that way. Why can't we get a little help along the way to support us? Just like the supplements and the self-care and the lifestyle strategies, a little progesterone can go a long way. So my recommendations, I've been sharing them the last couple of days, but my recommendations are addressing the stress, doing your best to mitigate it, setting boundaries, being a hell no for what you're a hell no for, being a hell yes for what you're a hell yes for, letting go of people and projects and obligations that aren't serving you, and then creating space for yourself, whatever that may be, walking outside, listening to your favorite Beyonce song, like whatever it may be, getting where you fit in, take care of you. So get that daily stress under control. And if you don't know if you're dealing with it, get an aura ring or a roop strap or something that measures heart rate variability so you can see how out of control it is or not. Maybe it's not. <laughs> and then the next thing is supplement, right? We have a lot of underlying nutrient deficiencies. One of the number one reasons why I brought on a supplement line that was curated for women by women, although men can use some of them too, was because I saw a major gap in this when it came to our hormones. Our hormones are built 
with building blocks. And our ovulatory cycle every month requires such critical nutrients to run properly. We need specific minerals and cofactors and vitamins to function. And again, in order for all of this to run, we require so much energy, right, to take place. So making sure that you've got your zinc, your B vitamins, your vitamin D, your omegas, your magnesium, your iron, that you are taking formulated vitamins specifically for your hormones, like my hormone balance, specifically addressing low progesterone and estrogen dominance, right? Keeping those two tethered in a beautiful dance the way they're meant to be. I love this blend because it addresses some of the non-negotiables. It's got methylated B vitamins. It's got magnesium. It's got calcium deglutarate. It's got a ton of herbs in there designed to really support progesterone and make sure that the that your liver is properly breaking down extra estrogen metabolites. All of these things are so, so critical. And then getting to the root cause of what else may be going on. If you are looking for a great guide, a great book to just help you on this mission, especially the perimenopause to menopause to postmenopause transition, grab my book, The EO Menopause Solution. Like it is root cause driven. It's got a 21-day hormone makeover protocol in there that is fire. And if all else fails, or you're like, I don't got time for all that, like, or maybe you're a yes and like me, like you're like, yeah, I will totally do those things. I will take my supplements. I will follow a really cool protocol. I will eat for my gut and liver. I will reduce my stress levels. I will become a Zen master. Just kidding. And I will take a little bit of progesterone because could someone hook me up with a little something, something to get me through? these really rough patches so I don't kill somebody or choke somebody out? Absolutely. Girl, I am with you. Yes, yes, please. So my recommendation, if you're looking for something easy, natural, topical, easy to apply, my progesterone store is where it's at. It's 2% natural progesterone. It has worked for thousands of women in perimenopause. It's often when we're often taking it. I recommend 20 milligrams, which is a quarter teaspoon applied to the hands, thighs, or stomach area. I recommend in the morning, but you can absolutely do it in the evening or just when you're brushing your teeth. It's once a day and it's effective. Ooh, girl, let me tell you a relief from those annoying symptoms. It helps to restore progesterone levels. It helps to like, it's, you know what it is? It just, it like, it just eases things. It like soothes things over. You know what I'm saying? It's like what a glass of wine is really supposed to do (laughs) without the nasty poison side effects. (laughs) That's what progest like that. It just eases things through. It's the ultimate chill pill. There's so many benefits to it. Don't get it twisted. The second I'm done breastfeeding, I have my serum ready. I've got three bottles in my supplement cabinet ready to use me. I see them every single day. They're calling to me, Marisa, Marisa, use me. And once I'm done with this breastfeeding journey, let me tell you, I am going to be on this product like nobody's business. So if you want to check it out, It's in my Essentially Whole store. It is stocked right now, but it will sell out probably today or tomorrow. We are having a sale. It's 15% off right now. So go and grab it. And if you, I know there's a lot to unpack today, but if you want to dive deeper into correcting underlying nutrient deficiencies to hormonal imbalance, I do have a perfect bonus gift for you today. I compiled all of my, the most important vitamins, herbs, and minerals in my top 11 hormone supplement guide. This has been a favorite guide. We've had like 5,000 women download it over the last couple of years. I will have it in the show notes for instant access and you can just reference it. Just figure out what's working and what you need based on what you read there. 
And again, if this episode in particular or these three episodes in tandem have served you at any capacity, you've learned something, you're walking away with something, be sure to subscribe to the show for more tips to upgrade your health and support your hormones and also rate the show as well so we get more women listening in to become the CEO of their health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.